Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Would you do the world a favor and be you? Because everybody else is already taken. Do the world a favor and be you. The world needs you or God wouldn't have made you. If God wanted me to be somebody else, I wouldn't be here. I would be them. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop letting the culture define what's beautiful. God says you're beautiful. Have you listened to God's voice in Psalms 139, 13, and 14, that when you were in your mother's womb, you were wonderfully and fearfully made? Have you looked in the mirror and said, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made because God says? Or have you looked at TV images? Have you looked at magazine covers and said, oh, I'm ugly because I don't look like them? And God is going, precious child, you are beautiful to me. Too many people go around feeling wrong on the inside. They don't really like who they are. They focus on their faults, weaknesses. They're constantly critical toward themselves. That recording of everything they've done wrong is always playing in their mind. You're impatient. You blew your diet yesterday. You lost your temper. You're still struggling with that addiction. You should be ashamed of yourself. They wonder why they're not happy It's because they have this war going on on the inside. You're not supposed to go through life feeling wrong about yourself. Quit focusing on your faults. Quit overanalyzing your weaknesses. Quit beating yourself up because you're not where you thought you would be. Here's the key. You're not a finished product. God is still working on you. The scripture says God changes us from glory to glory. You have to learn to enjoy the glory that you're in right now. You may have some weaknesses. We all do. There may be some areas where you know you need to improve, but being down on yourself is not going to help you do better. Having that nagging feeling, telling you you don't measure up, God's not pleased with you, you'll never get it right, it's not going to help you move forward. You have to accept yourself right where you are, faults and all. God is the potter, we are the clay. He's the one making you and molding you. It may not be happening as fast as you would like, but you don't control the timetable. Will you trust him in the process? Will you accept yourself in the glory that you're in right now? Don't go around being against yourself. You may have some things wrong with you, but can I tell you, you have a lot more right with you. You may have a long way to go, but if you look back, you'll see how far you've already come. Keep your flaws in perspective. Every person has something they're dealing with. When you are for yourself, you are in agreement with God. Some people have never once said, I like myself. I like my gifts. I like my personality. I like my looks. I'm happy with who God made me to be. 
If you don't like yourself in a healthy way, other people are not going to like you. You project what you believe on the inside. If you feel wrong about yourself, you project inferiority, unfriendliness, discontentment. I'm asking you to feel good about who you are. You may not be where you want to be, but you're on the way. God is changing you from glory to glory. Start enjoying the glory that you're in right now. You may have some weaknesses. We all do. Don't you dare go through life against yourself. God is saying today, you are my beloved son, my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. Now do your part. Start putting on the breastplate of God's approval each morning. If you'll do this, I believe and declare every chain that's holding you back is being broken. God is going to keep making you and molding you. You're going to come up higher, overcome those obstacles, and become everything He's created you to be. Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. Too hot to handle, I'm too cold to hold, but I must admit I'm too legit to quit. I'm too tired to be wired. I'm too blessed to be stressed. How's everybody doing? Listen to me and sit down and release all the rest. Because everybody, we're here to relax. We're here to have fun. We're here to be inspired and we're here to open up our mind. And with that said, guys, welcome to the latest edition of Inspired with Christopher. And I must say, the response from my last episode, guys, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your support. I'm so unbelievably grateful for your uh, feedback. I am. Um, and I know like with certain things that I said last week, I got some feedback that was kind of off the wall, so to speak. It was kind of kooky. It was kind of crazy. But by God, guys, I just want to be honest with you. Regardless of whether the feedback is negative or positive or indifferent, thank you so much for the fact that you go out of your way to listen whether you agree with me or not. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come into your ear holes once a week. One hour every single week, you guys are actually able to take time out. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for that. And I just want to say once again, uh, for the people out there that want to misconstrue things, especially concerning what I was saying about Mike, 
What it boils down to is, yes, I did do my little pipe bomb. Yes, I did vent a little bit, but this is what it boils down to. And once again, this is the last time I'm going to mention him. But I had some of my listeners ask me some questions. So this is what it boils down to. I do not wish any negativity upon Mike going forward. I pray for nothing but the best, and I pray that things go well for him regardless of what is what his future holds or who he surrounds himself around because I just hope and pray that he chooses wisely because this is the thing is that especially whenever it comes to your environment um, when it comes to your environment ladies and gentlemen okay believe it or not whoever you associate yourself around whoever you put in like your little culture club so to speak whoever your little homies like your little disciples are guess what believe it or not the way that they're they're leading their life that can influence the way that you lead your life so let's say that like you're friends with a certain group of people and you know 10 years down the road you're single you're not married you know like you're living by yourself and like you're thinking to yourself man why aren't things going better for me well think to yourself Maybe it's who I associate myself with because I buy into their mentality. I buy into the way that they think. And maybe that doesn't necessarily benefit me in the way that I should live my life and how I should reach my full potential. So, long story short, this is the last time I'm going to address it. Once again, I pray for Mike. I hope for nothing but the best for him going forward. And, um... So it's all about who you choose to associate yourself with that in one way, shape, or form can dictate your future. And, you know, my wife just brought up a good point um, before I started recording. And, like, um, as you guys know, my son was suspended last week. And, you know, like, we're not necessarily proud about it, but, like, uh, but, like, also... This could also be related, so to speak, um, when it comes to associating like with the wrong crowds. And my son, he's starting to try to um, follow like the cool trends, like with with what the kids are wearing, like with what they're saying, like with what they're doing. And he's starting to see and realize at a very young age, which is a good thing for the most part, that that's not <laughs> necessarily the best thing to do because your friends aren't necessarily your friends if all they care about is what you wear, who you wear, and how you walk, how you talk. And this goes out to all the parents out there and and their children. Bottom line, if your children's friends can't accept them for the wonderful, amazing individuals that they are, then by God, then they need to have a self-reflection moment and think to themselves, what am I truly valuing in life? Because I know like with being like a teenager, it's difficult to self-assess and it's difficult to look in the mirror and think to myself, okay, how am I spending my days when it comes to um, my words and my actions? Um, 
because for me, honestly, guys, growing up, I know for a fact that I wish that I could have used all the wisdom and use all the knowledge that I have now and use it as a teenager because, quite frankly, I would be a millionaire by now. I would. Not saying that's that not not saying that that would necessarily make me happy by no means, but I would have the knowledge and the wisdom not to make certain choices and certain mistakes that I made because as you guys know from what I've been saying prior about my experiences in school, I cared more about fitting in and being cool and keeping up with the Joneses than my studies, and it got to the point to where. I was not going to graduate on time. And then, by the grace of God, this is how good God is. And God even bails us out during times that we don't deserve it. And this is a perfect example, okay? Literally, I had three months left in, in my senior year of high school. I was, I I believe it was three, three or four credits short of graduating up in Pennsylvania. Um, God called me to serve down here in youth ministry. Um, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And it just happens that during that calling, when I came down here to finish high school, like my last three months, that I had the exact amount of credits needed to graduate. So right there, that's a prime example of even though like you're not doing what you're supposed to to the best of your ability, sometimes God, he oversees that and he opens up a door for you seeing that, yeah, you're very well intentioned in other ways, and hopefully those other ways will open up your eyes to the struggles that you're having in the other departments in your life. Like, okay, me having the passion to serve in ministry, that opened up my eyes to how important my schooling was. So like the fact that I was able to graduate on time, I was extremely grateful for. I was extremely blessed to have that opportunity because not a lot of people do, ladies and gentlemen. And down here in South Carolina, starting in your freshman year of high school, uh, you have to take something called an exit exam. And I kid you not, the schooling and the education down here is so unbelievably poor that there's kids that go four straight years and don't even pass the exit exam. Okay. For me, one of the requirements for me to graduate down here was to pass the exit exam. Uh, literally two weeks after I, I moved down here, um, I had three months left in my senior year of high school. Two weeks after I got down here, I took the exit exam. I got, I passed it with flying colors and I got one of the highest writing scores in the history of the state test, which I'm extremely proud of. But that's all about that education, guys. It's, and, the the importance of it. Yes, up in Pennsylvania, yes, I was more focused on being cool, fitting in, and being like Fonzie. Hey, but some classes I did pay attention to. I did. Because, like, for me, I was more more a fan of, like, English. I was more a fan of history, uh, politics, uh, civics, uh, things like that. Science and math, not so much. But, um, but like for me, I did just enough to get by and I did just enough to where God kind of looked past that and said, okay, well, like you, you screwed up here, but I'm still going to give you another opportunity. 
And because of that opportunity out down here, I was able to to go to college and I got my degree in culinary and I got my degree in youth ministry. So I'm extremely grateful. It's crazy how all this works. Whenever you follow big guns upstairs, even though you're not doing things according to plan sometimes, God gives you a plan B that you can choose to go with that can pretty much salvage the plan A that you're going with that that isn't necessarily working at the time. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And guys, speaking of salvaging things, um, me and my wife and my kids, we are actually planning on moving moving up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Because like for me, like the God honest truth is that I feel like my kids, they deserve the best opportunity possible, not only when it comes to things like education, but also things like healthcare, things like jobs, straight up. I'm grateful for South Carolina because it gave me the opportunity to meet my wife. It gave me my children and all that wonderful stuff. God put this place in my life for this period of time, for this 13-year season, so I could grow and cultivate my family. So when I was ready to go back up there, that I was firing on firing on, on all cylinders to fulfill my ultimate purpose. Because guys, it is such a beautiful thing because... Um, well, we plan on leaving in August. Um, at the beginning of the school year coming up, we're going to be going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, it, it, because you know what? Down here, like I was talking last week, guys, there are certain situations, especially like with my wife's side of the family, in which it's extremely detrimental to my immediate family. Okay. For example, the grandparents, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, regardless of what me and my wife say or do when it comes to our children, we could literally give them gold bars. We could literally buy them an, a goose that shits golden eggs, and it will not be good enough for them, okay? Every single thing that we say, every single thing that we do, it is undermined. So my kids are constantly getting mixed signals, from the grandparents and from my wife and me because they go to the grandparents on the weekends and spend time with them. And then they come to our house during the weeks. And guess what? Every single thing that we teach them throughout the week, granny and papa pretty much say, hey, don't listen to them. So we have to reinforce things. And it's gotten to the point to where we have told the in-laws that the fact that you are with the grandkids on the weekends, that is a privilege. That is not a right. And that is not owed to you whatsoever. And something I can honestly say about my parents, God rest their soul. They were smart enough to realize that short of our children being in danger or needing help, they have no business stepping in the middle of my parenting. They have no business stepping in the middle of my wife's parenting. So they're pretty much forcing our hand and it's kind of like, okay, like the whole back to like the whole plan A, plan B thing. Okay. Like with God, um, now like the whole plan A thing was to raise the kids down here and let them be close to their grandparents and hope 
ultimately that could cultivate a positive upbringing for them. And unfortunately, all it's doing is it's cultivating a environment of confusion, of negativity, and it's just cultivating an environment of self-entitlement and just it drives me crazy because me and my wife who we try to enforce in our children constantly that every single thing that they have regardless of what it is down to a 50 cent hamburger which by the way i don't know where you can even get like a 50 cent hamburger anymore you have to be grateful for it because somebody had to work for it. Someone had to work hard for it. And guess what? For the most part, my children, when they're with me, when they're with my wife, they say thank you for everything. But it's all about the outside influences. Whenever the grandparents start treating me and my wife like crap, my kids are looking in on that saying, well, well, wait a minute. If Granny and Papa are doing that, then I guess it's okay to be disrespectful towards mom and dad. And that ain't the case whatsoever. So with me and my wife, it's like we were banging our head up against a rock and we were trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? Because we want to get out of this negativity, get out of this environment because guys, for all you people that want a vacation in, in Myrtle Beach, I'm going to be blunt with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to lay down the law, so to speak. This place is full of nothing but users, boozers, crackheads, hookers, and just a bunch of homeless people that don't want to try. And for me, you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a second, Chris. You're, you're a Christian. You're not supposed to pass judgment on these people. This is the thing, guys. For me, I'm gonna be blunt with you, like with the way with the way that I see the world. If you're struggling and you genuinely want to better yourself, then I get it with helping you. But if you're genuinely struggling and you don't give a shit to try, or you don't give a shit to get yourself out of your situation, and you need a hand up then I get it if you need a hand up and you use that hand up as an opportunity to better yourself. But you have these people that constantly want handouts because they feel like it's owed to them. And it drives me crazy because literally, which I walk to work most days and it's about like a two mile walk to where I work. And literally on a daily basis, I have at least three, four or five people walk up to me asking for money, asking for food, asking for this and asking for that. When in fact, right now, no time in my lifetime or your lifetime has there been more jobs available. And if these people put so much time and energy into begging that they would put into looking for a job. They would be able to pay for their things and they wouldn't have to take away from me and my family. Because, yes, I've given like a few bucks here and there. But normally what I do is I tell the person, hey, if you're hungry, then follow me. I will buy you something to eat. And nine times out of ten, they turn that offer down because guess what? And it, it ain't really for food. 
And I, and down here in Myrtle Beach, the majority of the people down here, even with family, unless you have something to give, they want nothing to do with you otherwise. And me and my wife, we're tired of that environment. We're, we're tired of the of the toxicity of the people down here that we have come in contact with because literally damn near every single person that we come in contact with, there's something to where there's an angle with them. There's an ulterior motive. And I'm sorry, but I just genuinely want to be loved and cared for. And if you're going to call me up, just call me up to see how I'm doing. Don't do it thinking, okay, well, 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 I'm going to first see how Chris is doing and then I'm going to, uh, Put an put an angle on him and see if he can pay for this or pay for that, like my mother in law does. Or you have my father in law, Mister Racist, that is constantly poor mouthing me and my wife for things like the cable bill because guess what? Like the cable, like the cable bill is in his name, and as one of our gifts that we got for our first anniversary. Me and my wife, um, we were told by my father-in-law that he would pay the the majority of the cable bill and we would only have to give him $80 a month, okay? And that was more than fair, and which, and which, and that's for the cable and the internet, which I'm extremely grateful for, but lately, it's gotten to the point that two, three times a month, He's coming up to us saying, hey, man, do you got the cable and Wi-Fi money? Whenever I've already paid him at the beginning of the month. So just shit like that. Oh, we're sick and tired of it. We're sick and tired of being seen for what we can give, give, give. Because you know what? It's time for us to take back. It's time for us to take back our joy. It's time for us to take back our happiness. And by God, we're going to because because whenever like we move up to Pittsburgh, the Steel City, baby, um, I got a wonderful job opportunity waiting for me. And I'm super excited because I'm going to be making more money than I ever have in my life. And guess what? My wife's going to be able to... Sit back, relax, not worry, not not have people in her ear freaking telling her how she's not good enough, how she's not smart enough, how she can't do this, how she can't do that as a parent. Because she's going to have nothing but positive influences around her with my family up north. Because I have my brother Tim, I have my brother Kevin, I have my brother Justin, and I have their families. They're not biologically my brothers, but by God, they would take a bullet for me and I would do the same. And I told my wife, growing up, you might not have had a deep-rooted love from your family, but you know what? You're you're about to experience that. And you know how God talks about like that cup overflowing with love. Guess what? She's going to experience that. And you know what? Not only will that benefit her, 
by helping her self-esteem, but that's also going to benefit her by making her realize that she is beautiful. She is smart. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman and that she can achieve anything she puts her mind to. The sky is the limit. And I try to tell her that all the time, but unfortunately, due to the fact that her mother has put so much crap in her head, guess what? She's constantly second-guessing things that I'm telling her. Eventually, she buys into what I'm saying, but it sucks that I have to reinforce things. All because of a negative influence her whole entire life. And all because her mother didn't have any... Literally has nothing to show for her life. She failed as a mother growing up, so she has to try to pass along the negativity to my family. And guess what? Uh Uh-uh. Ain't going to happen no more. So, like, we've chosen coming in August, we're moving up to the steel city of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm super excited about it because um, my three best friends are up there. Uh, that's Tim, that's Kevin, and that's Justin. Guys that I have literally been friends with since high school. Half my life. And, and they call my children their niece and their nephew. I mean, like, literally, they treat them like family. And, like, they call my wife's sister. I mean, straight up. I can't wait for her to experience that love, that love that I felt growing up, growing up in Pittsburgh. I can't wait for that because you know what? Everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves that opportunity to feel that love, that godly love. And my wife's going to feel that. And in return, she's not going to second guess herself as much. And she's going to realize Hey, I don't have to try so hard because I have these wonderful people in my life that believe in me and reinforce the fact that I'm smart, that reinforce the fact that I'm beautiful. And it's just a, it goes back to the whole thing, guys, with who you surround yourself with. Okay. Certain people that you surround yourself with, they can benefit you and they, they, they can make you realize that you can take on the world and you can make a huge impact. And then there's people that tear you down and make you feel like crap because they have nothing to show for theirs. So who are you going to choose in your life? Like what crowds are you going to choose to associate with? And like the crazy thing is, is that guys like with, um, with um, moving back up to Pittsburgh, you guys know that like I'm a huge sports fan and you guys know that like I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. So like the thing is, is that, yes, I grew up in Baltimore City before I moved in Pittsburgh, but I consider Pittsburgh my home. Um, so football season is going to be a blast. I can't wait for that. We're going to be going to Penguins games. We're going to be going to Pirates games. Not saying that that's going to be much to watch, but hey, it, it's a beautiful stadium. <laughs> it is a gorgeous stadium but uh and not only that but like my wife and my kids they're going to be able to experience the like like the beautiful mountains the snow they're going to be able to experience the melting like the cultural melting pot that Pittsburgh is and just Everything that it has to offer. And guys, I highly encourage every single person that's listening to this. If you ever get the opportunity to visit Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, go for it. Because there's no place like it in the world. 
from from the sports to the people to the food to the culture, you name it. There's nothing like it in the world. And speaking of food, you know, it's the city of champions when it comes to football and hockey, but it's also the city of champions when it comes to food as well because you know what the best sandwich shop in the world i'll put this up against any sandwich shop that you guys have to offer that's called permani brothers they're they're actually recognized worldwide by god and my family is going to be able to experience that yumminess and that heaven on a bun okay and which I'm telling you this right now, if Jesus had a favorite sandwich shop, that would be it. I promise you. As God is my witness. And guess what? God's not striking me down right now. He's not. So, guys, that is just a, a wonderful thing that like my family is going to be able to experience. Plus, one thing that I, uh, that I, uh, that I enjoyed growing up, it's kind of random, but... Something that I enjoyed doing was going in, was going like to drive in movie theaters, which up in Pittsburgh, uh, there's one off of a place called Kane Road, like, like the Kane Road drive in. And my family has never experienced one and I can't wait for them to experience that. I mean, just like there's so many things, guys, that I'm so excited for and just I can't wait. Um, and not only from th- that experience standpoint, but also from what I was talking about with like the schooling, Pennsylvania, they have some of the best public schools in the country. My kids are going to have a distinct advantage going through those school systems that will help them for and benefit them for like the rest of their lives. Like the healthcare system is a hell of a lot better up there. So guess what? My wife who suffers from endometriosis, who needs a, um, who needs surgery. Uh, she's not going to have to fight with health insurance like she does down here. Like it's pulling teeth because guess what? They don't believe in doping people up there. And just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. They believe in actually helping people. So I'm super excited for that. Because like my um, my wife, uh, she needs to have... Uh, crap, I'm trying to think of the name of the surgery, guys. I'm having like a fart, uh, a, like a brain fart here. Um, it's the surgery where you have all, all of like your lady parts taken out. Um, Damn it. I can't think of the name right now because I'm having like a blonde, blonde moment. But just please uh, bear with me on this. But with that said, guys, uh, we're doing the inspired song of the week, baby. We're going to have some fun. We're going to be inspired. And I pray, guys, that this song makes you think, that inspires you, that it gets you up. And hell, let's say, let's say that you're listening to this on the way home from work. I hope that you get your feet moving, that you get your hands moving, that you get your head bobbing back and forth. Let's say that you're laying in the bed. I hope you know what this song gets you up, going on your feet, jumping on the bed. And you know what? 
if your spouse, if your wife, if your husband screams at you and says, sweetie, get down, you say, no, sweetie, you get up with me. Let's jump. That's what I want this song to do for you guys, because that's what I'm feeling right now, like with this joy, with this with this excitement in my life, because you know what? It's a beautiful thing called the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing called Jesus Christ. And you know what? I want you guys to experience it. Please experience it. All right. Enjoy the song, guys. See you on the other side. Thank you so much for joining me back on the other side of Inspire the Christopher. I pray that the song got you dancing, prancing, and romancing. I hope it got you jumping and thumping, okay? 
in many ways, hibbity dibbity, wink wink. But no, um, uh, but no, like I was saying, like with my wife, she needs surgery desperately because she's in severe pain because she has scar tissue on her ovaries. She has scar tissue on her bowel. And there's certain times where like my wife, she doesn't feel like a woman because I'm going to be blunt with you guys. There's certain times where my wife and me, we have a fairly healthy sex life. And like, there's certain times where I stick my uh, penis in and she's hurting so bad that she can't do anything. So out of respect, I don't force the issue whatsoever, but she sits there sometimes and she cries while I'm holding her because she's in so much pain saying, sweetie, I don't feel like a woman because I can't please you the way you want to all the time. And I said, sweetie, the same could be said for my neck and for my spine issues because there's certain times where I get in the mood and guess what? I'm getting at it. I'm going at it and boom, I feel a pop in my neck. And that puts the plans on pause. But you know what? That's where that love and that's where that respect and that's where that understanding of your spouse comes into play. And guys, it's okay. It's okay sometimes. Okay? To put things on, on pause. Do Please, when it comes to things like sex and your marriage and your partners, um, if there's a situation where sex has to be stopped due to a medical issue please don't please don't make your partner feel like shit because you know what things happen life happens and you know what there's plenty of time for doing the hibbity dibbity okay so use that time to try to understand why your partner is in pain and try to get their mind off of it. Okay. Hold them, uh, start like a random conversation, like with, uh, things like that make them happy. Okay. Ask them about their day. Ask them, Hey, the weekend's coming up. What would you like to do? Do, do you want to go downtown shopping? Do you, you want to go to like the next town and go pick flowers? I mean, something guys, it's all about the plan B, okay? Whenever plan A doesn't work, God's got a plan B for you. And um and guys, I just want like to let you know, I'm just I'm just so excited, I'm so stoked. And um and uh which I didn't go in like the very much detail last week about this, but I spoke about the fact that my surgery is finally paid for. And which I've said it a thousand times over. I'm saying it a thousand times again to everybody out there that has helped me with it. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful because next month I'm going to be doing my surgery. Okay. God, I, that plan A, like with me talking to insurance to begin with, that didn't work. So guess what? The plan B was me having to raise the money. So guess what? God used so many of you guys to help me. And God used that plan B to make things right to where they should be. So I'm grateful for that, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and 
I'm just still blown away. And like, the, and like the cool part about it is that like my surgery's in March and I'm going to heal right in time before we move. And it's just kind of like everything has fallen. Everything has fallen into place like a giant puzzle. Okay. God, God is just so amazing in that way. He is. Um, and just, I cannot wait for things to, um, reveal themselves and as they are. Okay. More and more. And, uh, speaking of wonderful things, uh, like the past couple of nights, me and my, me and my daughter, um, we've been hanging out in her bedroom and, uh, we've been trying to uh, get through uh, toy story four. Okay. Now we have an agreement where if she falls asleep or, or if I fall asleep during a movie that like we stop it right away. And I must admit this rule was tested greatly, especially yesterday, because like we were about 40 minutes into Toy Story 4, like my daughter passed out and I was so tempted to go on. But I'm thinking to myself, by God, I can't do it because I promised her something. And as something as as something as silly and as something as simple as that, I keep my promises uh, because, guys. It starts with something as simple as that, and you start small, and you build on that small foundation, and you build trust slowly with things like that. As silly and as dumb as you think it is, you, you, you know, like, it builds a pattern, and it builds a trust, and uh, hopefully tomorrow we will finish it. I'm super excited, because we're going to give it, like, a, uh, a another go, and... um and um speaking of things that are entertaining ladies and gentlemen uh the xfl week two um i must say like the games were extremely entertaining um the two teams that look the best are the houston roughnecks and the dc defenders okay uh uh pj walker uh like the quarterback for the houston roughnecks he is like the XFL version of Lamar Jackson. The man is a magician on the field. Like the team looks phenomenal. Uh, Cardell Jones uh, for like the DC defenders. Um, If he's not signed by an NFL team next year for at least like a backup job, then that's going to be a crying shame because the man has extreme immense talent. And I definitely pray for nothing but the best for him. But I think it's only week two, but I think the championship will be the defenders versus the roughnecks. Just saying, it's a way too early prediction. We have eight weeks left uh, of football, but like it's a way too early prediction. And by God, I'll put two nickels on that and see how far that goes. Really, I'll see how far that goes. And um, speaking of. Um, see how far things go and uh things that are inspiring um before i go tonight i'm have one last story um and uh something that i haven't shared with you guys because you know like the basic story of my dad's passing and and everything else but not very many of you know like 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 uh, 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 like the lead up to it um meaning Meaning, um, like the year prior to him passing, um, 
uh, I was at the hospital like the day that like the doctors told him that he only had like a year to live. Um, and literally on like a daily basis, my dad would be carrying like a small oxygen tank with like a bag on like his back. Um, and these tanks aren't light guys. Um, it's just to breathe. And like the one detail, like that got me like that, like that literally brought me to tears was, there's um, numbers on like the gauge for like this oxygen tank. And my dad told me there's numbers one through 10 and like, uh, and it's how much airflow going into your body through like these tanks. And my dad was on five that day that we were at the hospital and they told him he only had a year to live. And I was asking my dad about it and I said, okay, dad, well, like, um, you know, it's good. That's on five because you know, you still got like a long way to go. Right. My, my dad said to me, son, my body's slowly breaking down. It's slowly deteriorating. And whenever that tank gets to 10 and I can't breathe no more. It's not going to be able to help me, son. And that was a very sobering thought right there that I need to value the time that I have left with him. And I need to do whatever it takes to value the time I have with him to show him how much I love him, to cherish every single moment, no matter what it is, whether it's me talking to him about sports, whether it's me talking to him about philosophy, life, family, it doesn't matter. I needed to soak every single moment in. And I didn't do that. Um, Cause actually Literally a few months after I went to the hospital with my dad, uh, me and him got into a, a stupid, stupid argument um, about something that, quite frankly, doesn't matter. Um, and that caused me to not talk to him for like a few months. Um, and we finally got things rectified. And... When I saw him again, his tank, it went from that five to like a few months later to that eight. So that meant there's only so much his body can take. And that right there, that got me thinking to myself, why did I waste so much time on things that don't matter and being angry and being bitter over shit that doesn't matter? And that right there was another sobering thing that I took to heart. And this time I did something about it. I watched my words and I thought to myself, you know what? Ultimately, certain things to fight over, it doesn't fucking matter. So don't even bring it up. Don't even bother with it. And I chose 
to be careful, like with my words. I did. Um, and then we ended up fighting again because guys were humans. We're stupid sometimes, we're hard-headed, and we make mistakes. And yes, I did appreciate it that last time, and yes, I did understand it, but by God, I was hard-headed and freaking ignorant. But guys, life is full of lessons, okay? Like, you uh, learn by experiencing. And literally, the last time that I saw him, it was the day before he died. Because me and him, we, we fought over something else stupid. And... The day before he died, that oxygen tank, it was on 10. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why do I let the smallest little things get to me? What is wrong with me? Because you know what? In the grand scheme of things, God and family is what matters, guys. Okay? Are you wasting your time and fighting with others and losing precious moments over nonsensical bullshit that doesn't matter? Are you? Because let's say something happens to like your loved one that you're fighting with tomorrow and they and they're gone. Guess what? You could potentially live with that regret for like the like the rest of your life. Do you want to live like me in certain cases and live with that regret and and pray and wish every single day that you had that time back? No. You don't. Because trust me, it's, it's, it's not fun. And I beat myself up damn near every single day about it. But God constantly says to me that, that it's okay that my dad forgave me and that I will see him again one day, but the fact that I want to see him now, hey, that's what kills me. Because I know I'll be like with my dad again one day. But it's all about cherishing the moments you have here on earth. Um, and that leads me to work. Okay, you guys know that 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 I have like my medical issues but I'm a workaholic and through that experience that I had with my dad it helped me with an experience that I had a few days ago there was a lady that came in my store which I was working in like the money center at the time she, she was paying her rent and she came in and had one of those oxygen tanks on and she was telling me a story about how her and her kids are um, are fighting like cats and dogs. How how like the kids um, they are bitter over certain choices that like the mother has made, as in terms of her relationships and financial choices and basically her kids aren't talking to her right now and she has um, lung cancer and she said to me I would give anything for my kids to realize 
that the grand scheme of things, back to like the grand scheme, guys, and who you associate with and like the choices that you make and how and how it affects your everyday life. Um, she said to me, I wish my kids would stop seeing my second husband and stop seeing my financial situation and stop letting that get in the way of spending time with me. Because long story short on the financial situation, guys, she's leaving everything to her husband because she didn't want her kids to fight over it. So her kids are angry at her due to the fact that they're not going to be getting very much financially from her. And that is extremely heartbreaking that those kids are letting literally pieces of paper with pictures of dead presidents and numbers on it get in the way of spending those precious moments with this woman that loves them to death. And that's dying, literally dying to spend time with them and cherish those moments. And guys, I hope and I pray that those kids don't make the same mistake I did and let petty, nonsensical bullshit get in the way of spending those precious moments that God gives you with the ones that you love the most. And the ones that mean the most to you. And this woman literally had me in tears because I was sharing my story with her. And she truly felt that God brought me and her together for that moment to share that story and for her to share hers. So we can have some form of healing and a way to make progress. And through her story and through her example, it made me realize that I need to be more grateful for things and not be grateful for them a while after they happen, but be grateful for them as they are happening, especially with the people that I love in my life. And, 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 Stop letting my negative, rash emotions get the best of me. Because I have a horrible habit of doing that, ladies and gentlemen. As we all do. In certain ways, shapes, and forms. So, I told her my experience, and I said to her, Ma'am, I pray, I hope and I pray, that God opens your children's eyes up and that they see that you are a wonderful, beautiful human being that was put here to give them life, to give them love, and to rear them in the right direction in life. And that you're meant to live for God and you're meant to live for family. You're not meant to live for money. And she said, it's extremely frustrating because, uh, 
because her uh, children are non-believers and she's a Christian. So basically every single time um, she would bring up God to them, they would pretty much shake their head in agreement saying, okay, mom, whatever makes you happy. And she said to me, sweetie, I pray and I hope that either sooner than later or through my passing that they realize that God is the only thing that matters along with family. And she said that if it takes me passing (laughs) and if it takes God sacrificing me so they can learn that, so they can experience what it means to be a true follower of Christ, then I've served my purpose here. And I said, man, that is extremely selfless. And that is such a wonderful testimony right there. And that is a true, like the true meaning of a parent right there. Willing to sacrifice for your child until the end. And she says, I hope that through my death that they take those scales off those, uh, that they take those scales off their eyes that the world has put on them. So they see what's truly invaluable, what's truly important. And then I told her, ma'am, it's crazy because like for me, my father, before he passed away, he was an atheist. So through the example that I set, um, from what my father told the uh, paramedics on the way to the hospital before he passed away. When my father told the paramedics, I knew my son was onto something the whole entire time, but I was too scared to change because I didn't feel good enough to give my life to Jesus because I thought he would be ashamed of me. And I've always told my father and along with those paramedics on the way to the hospital that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter if you are a crackhead sitting in the gutter. Jesus will meet you where you are. And it's such a beautiful thing. And Jesus will forgive you for every single sin you've ever committed. And he will start you fresh from scratch. And my dad gave his life to Christ on his way to the hospital before he passed away. And guess what? God started him from scratch. Death was my dad's new beginning. And I'm confident he's with Jesus now. And this mother that I'm talking to that has lung cancer, all she wants is for her children to meet her one day in heaven. So she prays that the example that she set will start getting them thinking and start getting them walking in the right direction and knowing that Jesus 
is the main reason why you wake up. He's the main reason why you breathe. He's the main reason why you have your family. He's the main reason why you have your roof over your head. He's the main reason why you have your job, guys. Because this thing called material possessions, this thing called money, guys, it's temporary. And that's done for us. That's designed for a specific reason, ladies and gentlemen. God is the only thing that is permanent and that is forever for a reason. Because he's the only thing that's important. And I pray tonight that through hearing my message, guys, that you realize that Jesus is the way, he's the truth, he is the light, and he's the main reason why we exist. And the impact you make on the world through Jesus is dependent on who you choose to associate with. Okay? If your plan A, so to speak, once again, if your plan A is you're associating with like a not so beneficial crowd. Guess what? God can reach his hand out and pull you into plan B and surround you with people that love you, that will encourage you, and that will bring the best out of you. And I pray that you find that tonight. I pray. And and I've never done this before, but I'm going to... For people out there that want to know Jesus but don't know how to talk to him. He is as easy as just having a conversation with guys. It's as simple as this. If you would, before we go tonight, before we go like with the inspired wrestler song of the week, I'm going to follow this out like with a prayer. And you people that have not given your life to Jesus, please consider praying this and please consider giving your life because it'll be the best choice you ever made in your life. Dear Lord, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you so much for the privilege you've given us to come here tonight to praise you, to talk about you, and to give many examples of how wonderful you are in life. I pray that every single person that's listening, Lord, that they see that no matter where they're at in life, that they don't have to be good enough to follow you. That they can simply just lift their hand out and call on you. And it's as simple as that. And you will transform them and you will make them into a new creation, Lord. And you will help them realize that they are meant for humongous, wonderful, impactful things in life that can make a huge impact on this world. Because guess what? Every single person here that's listening to this tonight, you're not here by mistake. You are here to listen to this for a reason. And realize you are wonderfully, beautifully made. You are not a mistake. And you are destined for greatness. In the name of Jesus. And if you want to follow Jesus and you need somebody to talk to, 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am here for you. I have a Twitter at IamCHM911. I have a Facebook. You can look me up at Christopher Howard Martin. And you can email me at IamCHM911 at gmail.com. I'm here for you. I have two shoulders you can cry on. And I got two ears you can talk to. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time tonight. I just feel like that message had to get out. And I hope and pray that it makes a huge impact on you. And I hope it gets the wheels rolling, so to speak, and that gravy train like with the biscuit wheels with Jesus Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your support. And if you would, please check out the following programming on the Reality Check Podcasting Network. We had the Wrestling with Reality Podcast with Mr. Johnny Podcasting, Mr. John Wangland. Um, that is available every single week. He does it twice a week, actually. Um, uh, we had the Rad Turtles Podcast with Rad Rob and the Real Deal Heel Richie Reardon which is another fantastic program as well. We have Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. That is a thought-provoking, phenomenal program on the network as well. And um, hold on a second. And by God, I'm not screwing this up this week. We have another wonderful show like with Mr. Johnny Podcasting, Mr. John Wangland, and Mr. Real Deal Heel Richie Reardon. And that is Wrestling Anonymous which that is a conspiracy theory show on like the best craziest and most fascinating conspiracies conspiracies in all of pro wrestling. So ladies and gentlemen, please check out that programming on all, all wonderful platforms um, for podcasting. And if you would please Check us out on Twitter. You can check us, um, you can check out Mr. Johnny Podcasting's Twitter at WWR Podcast on Twitter. And if you have any more information, message Mr. Johnny Podcasting and he will let you know. All right, guys, thank you so much. God bless you and have a safe, blessed, joyous, and happy night. I'll see you next week and we're gonna. Have another inspiring time, guys. Thank you so much for your time. God bless. What's that matching on my ear? Perhaps the end is drawing near. Never give a shot. Takes you down. Now your dreams are memory. Seems more true from far away. Just like smoke fades and makes no
Yeah, I came to flush away all the poison, punctuate all the noises, and say it's for my enjoyment. Love me or hate me, all the reactions are always drastic. Love that half of y'all haven't even seen any one of my matches. I captivate the people, you're barely taking the spot. I've been telling the story while making them see the plot. With my mask and my umbrella, but let me tell you what I'm not. I am not just somebody's little prop. Now it's time to take a shot. You say you would do anything, I do everything do Step anything. inside the ring, I'll show you just how I settle things yeah. They say I'm too sweet, yeah. I say it's too true yeah. You think you're better, I know I'm better than you, you? Yeah. Your time is running out it's running And it started out. when they said they recognize what I'm about Travel a hundred thousand miles, not about making a living I'm striving to make a killing, my rivals know that I'm willing Can't deny it, I'm the villain I'm the villain I'm the villain I'm the villain Yeah What? Can't deny it, I'm the villain, I'm the villain, I'm the villain, I'm the villain. Yeah. <laughs> Can't deny it, I'm the villain, I'm the villain, I'm the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every hero needs a villain. And I'm willing. That's the flow, 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 yeah.
Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.